You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live from the Scott and Hogweg ring in Ochabanda, Willemstad, Carousel. I'm your old pal, Sanders. And I'm your good buddy, Liv. And if you're keeping score at home, this is episode 57, the Carnival edition. Nice. Or, as we like to say down in New Orleans, Nolans. Nolans. Happy Mardi Gras. Yeah, happy Mardi Gras, man. Uh, Tuesday night uh, edition to commemorate, or actually gear up, I guess, for the uh, the onslaught of uh, parades, parties, and shenanigans that are coming your way this weekend, huh? Yeah, I haven't been to any parades yet. So, uh, what? So, uh, we probably talked about this last year, um, but I don't remember. So, uh, I'm going to try to couch it in t- my experiences with uh, Mardi Gras, or in Curacao, as they call it, Carnival. And there's... They call it Carnival here. They just don't call it Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> Do they really call it Carnival? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I guess maybe you don't know the song. No. Oh, because it's Carnival time. It's Carnival time and everybody's having fun. No, what, sung by a guy named Al Johnson, whose name is Al Carnival Time Johnson, because it's the only song anybody knows him by. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's still around, you know? It's like, Al Carnival Time Johnson will be there. <laughs> like, um, are you a, a Parks and Recreation fan? I used to watch it a few years ago. They march out uh, Little Sebastian, the miniature Yeah, pony. yeah, the little pony. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wheel old uh, Carnival Time Johnson out on stage. Yeah, I think he's still getting around, but it is funny. It's like he, you know, I mean, that's what Mardi Gras music is. They had some people you've heard of, and then some people, it's just like that's all they did was that one Mardi Gras song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Curacao is, is obviously such a small island um, that there's only a handful of parades, and they're all organized. I mean, I guess the parades in, in, in New Orleans are organized, but yeah, they are, yeah. they're centralized, I should say. So there's, the, there's the, the teener parade, which is the kids' parade. I think that happens like Saturday afternoon. And then Sunday evening is, is another parade. Um, of like whether it's old people or just men, I don't know what it is, but like, um, it's not a competing faction. It's not a different, um, you know, crew that just rolls or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it's a group and I don't remember exactly what the group is. And then the main parade is, um, is on Tuesday and that's it. Uh, there, yeah. There's only itself. Yeah. yeah. There's only like two, two or three parades, um, there's other festivities. I think there's probably fireworks. There's always fireworks down in Curacao for, for whatever reason. But um, 
the the big parades as you'd expect with the you know all the pomp and the circumstance and the and the crews and the marching and the and the whole deal um there's only two or three they all take place on the same parade route which is um which is if you were to situate yourself uh uh heading east west it's the other side it's Ochabanda if you're headed west um the main road out to the den of uh the the den of what what, what, what would you call it not not inequities What's uh den of iniquities? Iniquities. <laughs> yes. A den of iniquities. It's a, to, if you're heading out to the den of iniquities, um, it's that main drag right yes. by the um, where the refineries are. And I'm sure it's a den of inequities too. <laughs> <laughs> it's out past where the refineries are. <laughs> uh, so that's that. That's my experience, um, and I had a good time. I had a good time when I went, and we were kind of um, featured players on a on a float. We were invited to be guests. So, um, but that was it. It's a, it's a weekend's worth of affairs. There's tons of parties and stuff, but um, like we wouldn't be gearing up for like you know for the week before. So stuff was going on this weekend. Yeah. Technically, well, not even technically, because technically the first parades of these things they do on January 6th, but they're not even really parades, you know? Right, 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 right. It's just these groups have always been doing it, and they kick it off because that's Twelfth Night, you know? And and what do they do? They just go Twelfth out? Night, Christmas. They just go out and do something informal? Yeah, one group that always does, I don't know how long they've been doing it, on January 6th, the funny 40 fellows, they ride on a streetcar. Okay. You know, they're all costumed, and they get a streetcar, and they ride, and they pass. I don't even think they throw anything. If you want to go see them, you can go see them, but it's not like it's something they cover on news because it's always kicking off the carnival season, you know? Right. So so they're just kind of doing it to, to kind of mark the start. Yeah. Okay. And then, because that's the start of carnival season, 12th night. Right, right. You know, the end of Christmas. So... Because uh, God then, forbid you got some downtime. <laughs> what's that? God forbid you have some downtime. Yeah, you go right from Christmas <laughs> in the carnival season in New Orleans, you know? Right, right. King cake time, all that stuff. Okay. Um. Then, what was it? Was it January 31st, two weekends ago? There was a thing called Crew de Vu, and that's one that goes to your quarter, and it's very, you know, it's hardcore satire, lots of dicks, you know, very vulgar. You know, it's, they've probably been around like 25 years or so, but it's, uh, they don't have, Mardi Gras used to go through the French Quarter back in the day, or as some of the locals like to call it, the French Quarters. Okay. (laughs) But um, they quit going through the French Quarter probably in the, probably at the very beginning of the 70s, basically, when floats started getting way bigger, and it was like, became a fire hazard. All right, yeah. hold on. I'm gonna have to get my uh, handy dandy Google Maps out because uh, I thought that that's where the parades went. I thought they only went in the French Quarter, so I'm gonna have to acclimate myself. Yeah. Um, all right, hold on a second. I haven't got it. All right, so the French quarter is gonna be on the bend of the river 
Yeah. All right. Downtown. Jackson Square. Got it. Okay. All right. So you're telling me they don't roll through the French Quarter They anymore. don't roll through the French Quarter anymore. They used to come, like they would start down, a lot of them start at Napoleon and St. Charles, that area. And they'd, they'd ride up Napoleon, turn on St. Charles, head downtown, and then they, at some point they would go into the quarter, you know? Okay. Well, they quit doing that because of that, so now they just go down Canal Street, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's usually where they just disband there, I guess, eventually. Uh, some of them, like the really big ones, they have their ball right after that, like the big, like Orpheus, which is Harry Conk Jr.'s parade. Which is one of these super crews. Right. Their thing is in the the convention center, and I went to it last year. You know their ball, and yeah, because um, like basically anybody can go as long as you buy the tickets. Right. Right. Uh, Wait. Okay. Time out. We gotta let me step back for a second. So, um, I gotta get my geography right. So the part of town that you live in is. Is downtown? No, 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 no. I'm uptown. You're uptown. So uptown is left. Ah, uh, yeah, left, left. <laughs> yeah. So the Mississippi River, the Mississippi River comes and it makes uh, it, the, the four cardinal di- cardinal directions yeah, of New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Basically. We go through the, all the cardinal directions. It's uptown, downtown. Riverside, Lakeside. Yes, okay. Okay, Riverside, Lakeside. Gotcha. Now, for some reason... So if you look at a map of New Orleans, you just, you know, bound it like that, you know? Right. It doesn't make sense to me because um, in looking at a map, uptown, logically to me, as a, as a metropolitan New Yorker, uh, uptown to me would be Lakeside. Because that's north. Uh, that's when you're heading. Well, I'm gonna pull up a map of New Orleans just so I can talk along with you. Do you know what I mean? You lakeside. The lake is north of New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. The lake's north. Yeah. So, yeah. so logically, one would think that uptown would be in the northernmost direction. Um, I guess if you look at it that way right 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 right. but 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 if you look at it from in terms that you're talking about going up river hence up oh that makes sense (laughs) so that's how you guys down river you go downtown. downtown so that's how you're rolling you're rolling by this river what is this the miss is ippy river Yes. Okay. All right. Is that a what is that big? Is that a big one? Yeah, it's a pretty decent size. <laughs> okay. So you go um, Canal Street downtown from uptown to downtown, even though it's not real. Canal Street runs kind of diagonal. So are the you way running? They, go, they do have one parade that doesn't roll this way. It rolls through Mid City like right near where I went to high school and eventually ends up on Canal and all that. Mm-hmm. They used to be more mid-city parades, but like post-Katrina, they start, you know, with the cop crunch. And then Endymion, which is the one that runs mid-city still, like 
the year after the hurricane or whatever, they had to run, I think maybe two years they might have did. They ran uptown, but they were like, we got to get back. You know, the city really didn't want them to do that, but they were like, we got to go back to Mid-City. But the other Mid-City parades they did have, because they used to have one, it ran this past weekend, called the Crew of Carrollton. It used to run not far from where I live, because I live in Carrollton. But, you know, it's just cheaper, more cost-efficient to have one route. Right, right, right. But except for this one parade, because <laughs> it's such a damn big parade, they had enough sway to be like, well, we can't, you know how many businesses depend on the, the business from a parade like this, you know? Right. Probably makes loads of money that it takes, probably sometimes it takes at least a month or more to make. You make on one day for uh, for one of these parades that goes on where everybody's out there for, you know, 12 plus hours, you know? So when um when we were down in, in New Orleans for um the Final Four in 2003, I had to go to like a bunch of... Uh, staff meetings and NCAA meetings and whatnot in what I was assuming was Convention Hall. It might have not, I mean... It's probably the Morial Convention Center, I'm sure. It's probably the Convention Center. Is that a, a long downtown. canal? That's, it's it's downtown. Like, that's what I was going to tell you. Like, Orpheus, their thing, you end up in the Convention Center. Okay, okay. Right, so yeah. canal's that, that main street that if I wanted to catch a cat, when we were staying in the corridor... I wanted to catch yeah, a cab. bumps up right next to the cab. I, I would uh, right next to the quarter. Uh, okay, it's, it's the boundary of the quarter. Got it. Okay, so I'm down. I, I know exactly where we're where we're headed here. Yeah, there you go. Now I got this river thing um, all settled, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. But they don't go down the. Um, they. It looks. I'm sure what they. I'm not sure what the final route is. But they probably go down Canal Street, probably turn there on, well, hell, they probably just turn on Convention Center Boulevard or whatever, whatever to get to the um, to the Convention Center. And Demian, their parade goes, gets the canal. It goes down Canal. I think it starts maybe at Orleans. That's in Mid-City. Mm-hmm. That's not far from where I went to high school. But their thing is done in the dome, so they end up in the Superdome for their thing. I've never been to that one. That one's really friggin' ridiculous. It, it's just like a huge ball? Yeah, these big parades, what they do, there's three super crews. Saturday's Endymion, Sunday's Bacchus, and Monday is Orpheus. Bacchus and Endymion will both start like in the late 60s. Okay. And that's pretty much what led to the end of French Quarter mardi gras was because they introduced like what's called the super cruise where they had all these really big floats and all this okay you know it was like a revolution in mardi gras got it um and those floats were too big to go down through there you know because floats used to be these little dinkier things you know right and then it just by default they were like well no more parades are going to go through the quarter anymore you know because they're like we can't have these big floats go through because if there's a some kind of emergency or something, you won't be able to get uh, support vehicles down there and all this stuff because the floats were just too damn big. Right. So that's – but then like in um, – when I was in high school, it might have been – must have been my junior year, Harry Conk Jr., who is a local, who is a graduate of Jesuit High School, he started his own super crew because there was nothing really running on Mondays on, on Lundy Gras. 
Fat Monday. Okay. Uh, so he started Orpheus, and obviously, since he's a celebrity, he had a lot of sway. Right. You know, so there was a third super crew. I saw these super crews. I think Orpheus and Bacchus both do their things at the convention center, and Demian does theirs at the Dome. And they have these big-ass balls, and you can buy tickets to go. You pay like a hundred something dollars for tickets, but then you gotta like bring your own liquor and food and stuff like that, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, you wear a tuxedo. It's just a reason to be there at a big party, and they have bands play. Like last year at the Orpheus thing, Cheap Trick played. Oh yeah, and that, yeah, and that was pretty cool, you know, because it's like a private concert, you know. Yeah. It's, you know this. You know, there might be, I don't know how many people are in there, maybe a thousand, I'm not sure. Probably more than that, I don't know. Is it, they do it on the field, or do they have like a, a convention the area? In the, in the, see the convention center, it's like a big great hall, you know? Yeah. So the floats come through there. Oh, wow. Another benefit to being there. When you're, when you are one of the people at the ball, since you're in there, they're coming, they're just bombarding you with all the good shit, you know, because that's the end of the parade. And you're the guys, and all the people there are people who have tickets that were paid for and shit. So they're just, so I was happy to go last year because last year one of the signature throws was in honor of Fats Domino. They were throwing little gold, like normally they throw doubloons at parades, but they were throwing these little gold records that were probably about twice the size of a normal doubloon. Okay. You know, in honor of Fats Domino, I was like, I got to get one of those because they're going to be collector's items. And Jacob's neighbor works for, she works at this costume shop, which is owned by the mother of the guy that was the director of our plays at high school, Sonny Bory, who is the captain of the Orpheus Parade. Okay. So she always gets a load of tickets. So I was like, yeah, I'll go because I, I really, I hate dressing up and all that stuff, but I will really want to get that damn Fats Domino doubloon. Did you get one? <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of them. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty cool. This year he's not gone because the, for whatever reason, the girl, the the daughter of the person that works for him, she just got married and. He doesn't really want to go because, you know, the husband's kind of a dick and he's going to have like four of his friends there who, who are, I think, are dicks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I might have to hustle this year because they're doing another one of those like records for a guy named uh, Cosimo Matassa. Uh, not, uh, not Good Time Charlie Johnson. <laughs> who was the guy? Oh, uh, uh, Carnival Carnival Time Johnson. Carnival Time Johnson. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> See, Cosimo Matassa, he's uh, very instrumental in the invention of rock and roll. He was a Italian guy whose family had some businesses down a quarter, and he his studios were like, he recorded some of the earliest Fats Domino records and all that, and he even recorded Little Richard records, and he just died this past year. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like very, he's like... I don't know. If you know anything about the history of rock and roll, New Orleans plays a really big role in it, you know? Right. So, uh, I mean, for obvious reasons, you know, it's it's a 
uh, kind of a the cauldron here of music. But uh, so they're honoring him. So I would with one of those same like record things. But I'm gonna have to go to the parade and fight it out if I want one of those. Like a commoner. Yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> sucks that I hate doing that. <laughs> well, how much does a ticket cost if you just wanted to buy a ticket? Probably like 120 bucks or something. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was cool. I mean, I had a free ticket last year, so that was definitely better. But you know, I I I showed up. I got my um, I got like one of those nine packs of the uh, Coors Tall Boys. Okay. A screw top, and I was happy as a lark. You know, they had a bunch of food and stuff. Yeah, for a, a free ticket, I would say it's kind of worth the effort. Yeah, but hundred bucks, it, uh, that's like. Eh. I mean, I, I don't think. I mean, it's it's a hundred dollars to go to the party. You know, that's what it is, and it is kind of cool because it does include entertainment. Um, who else was out there last year? There was somebody. Oh, Quentin Tarantino. He yeah, was what did that- he do? He was the Grand Marshal oh, of Orpheus. Okay, all right. And the thing is, usually in these parades, the Grand Marshals like throw doubloons with their faces on them. That's the tradition, you know. Okay. But last year, Tarantino he had um, he had cups, so I did get my hand on a Tarantino cup, you know. But like, I have a James Gandolfini doubloon from a few years ago when he was the um, when he was Bacchus. You know, okay. uh, like, so it's people like that, you know, and, uh, my cousin was actually on the Gandolfini float when he was Bacchus because, uh, my cousin used to be a, a cop, a local cop and he was a state cop. Now he does like, uh, he has a security company. He does like uh bodyguard service. Oh, okay. All right. Filming was it all the King's men. He was working here, uh, with. Uh, Gandolfini became like good buddies with him and everything. No way. Yeah, like he he became really good friends with Gandolfini. So, you know, he rode in the parade, you know, with him. Uh, Steve Shrippel was in the parade too, because you remember him? Yeah. From yeah, yeah. And I remember, and people didn't even realize, because he was just randomly on a float. I was like, Shrippel! And he started <laughs> giving me all kinds of shit because I recognized him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. Um, but a few years ago, and I have a buddy, he's so into the Mardi Gras thing. This guy, Rennie, like, he's really into it. Like, Will Ferrell was Bacchus a couple of years ago. I think, who's it, John C. Riley? He might be Bacchus this year. Or I don't know if he's Endymion or what. He's one of them. Okay. But, uh, but a few years ago... Bacchus was G.W. Bailey. Who's that? <laughs> you know who G.W. Bailey is? No, who is that? Captain Harris from the Police Academy movies. <laughs> no way. And it was kind of, everybody was like, what? That's a really lame Bacchus, you know? <laughs> like, was it a joke? No, it seriously was, but I guess they were in a pinch and they got... The rumor was that it was supposed to be somebody else and they got screwed over or something. <laughs> so in a so in a pinch they got GW Bailey. <laughs> and I do have a GW Bailey doubloon because it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, that's got to be uh that's got to be priceless. 
<laughs> Friggin' G.W. Bailey. Like, the guy who played Captain Harris. And he was a mannequin, too. And he was also on that show with Kira Sedgwick. Was it the closer? <laughs> so here are the last. Here's the last. Uh, all right, since 2000. Are you looking at Bacchus's? Y- yeah. All right. Uh, Luke Perry. Larry <laughs> King. Larry King. Nicholas Cage. John Lovitz. Lovitz. Um, and then we'd have the uh, Elijah Wood, and then Sean Astin the following year. All right, the Lord of the Rings guys. Uh, Michael Keaton. Yep, yep. I remember when Keaton was Bacchus. There's your Gandolfini in 2007. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I went to the. Uh, I went super late. That was the night of the Super Bowl too. That was when the. I think that was when the Giants beat the Patriots the first time around. 2008 was that. Hulk Hogan was 2008. Yeah, because. Uh, a girl called me and she's like, I got a ticket if you get a tuxedo and get down here. And a buddy of mine lent me a tuxedo. And he was very much my build, except he had very short legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. But I went down there and Hulk Hogan was up there yelling. And I think Casey and the Sunshine Band were playing. <laughs> uh, Val Kilmer was 2009. Okay. Uh, Drew Brees was 2010. Of course, because that was after the Super Bowl. And then there was uh, Andy Garcia, 2011, okay. Will Farrell in 2012, and then G.W. Bailey <laughs> in 2013. I mean, I mean, what a step down from Will Farrell to G.W. Bailey. Just in the, even in the history of the parade, Dick Clark, Harry Connick Jr., uh, Billy Crystal, William Shatner, John Ritter. Kirk Douglas. Was Jackie Gleason in Jackie there? Jackie Gleason was 1970. Uh, Jackie Gleason was 75. Henry Winkler was 77. Bob Hope was 73. Uh, yeah, like they have really prominent people most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and G.W. Bailey in 2013. G.W. Bailey. <laughs> Bacchus Sales, The Seven Seas. <laughs> Ah, uh, GW Bailey. Everybody was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, 1994. I remember that. What year was that? 94? 94, yeah. Yeah, I remember that because that was my senior year of high school. My last Mardi Gras for a long time. And I remember he was up there doing the kicks. You know, he was standing there because, you know, that's his thing, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> He's just doing like the high kicks and all that shit. <laughs> John Claude Van Damme. That's funny. Charlton Heston. Nice. Moses. Yeah, yeah. See, my brother Chris, who's 10 years older than me, he used to be a big doubloon collector. So I, I remember knowing of those just by looking through his doubloon collection. You know, because he pretty much had every one. Uh, that's cool. All right, nice. Um, yeah. So when is that? That goes when? That's Sunday. I got to find out if I'm even going to do anything for that, though, you know? Um, so what would have been this weekend? What's that? What would have been this week, pa- This past weekend? Okay, this past weekend. Friday, there were a couple of smaller parades. Saturday, there were a few parades. There was like the crew of Carrollton... 
you know, what else was there? There were Pygmalion stuff. And I think Sunday, actually, Carrollton might have run on Sunday. Sunday, there were a couple of daytime parades. And then there was the Barkus thing in the quarter that I was going to go to. But I got too lazy and didn't go. Do do they all end with some type of party? Or is it just... Uh... I mean, a lot of them... See, every parade does some type of ball. I don't think all of them end like in a big soiree. Because a, a lot of them do their balls beforehand, you know? Okay. Because they're smaller events. I don't... So I don't think all of them do that i know they do have some parades that do a ball but also when they end they have like a party afterwards like the one that i came close to riding in a few years ago but i didn't get the ride in uh just because i couldn't rally enough support was um was this one crew of tucks and what year was that must have been like 2010 because that's when the movie must have come out that year, they had the cast of Hot Tub Time Machine ride in a parade. Oh, yeah, yeah, you said that. that they, were, yeah. they were in a in a. In they a had a hot tub. tub up there. Yeah, it was like Craig Robinson and Rob Corddry and those guys. Right. And Crew of Tucks was a parade that was started by uh, a bunch of college guys like 40-something years ago. You know, so like they're known as just being wild partiers. Okay. And apparently, you know, they have a big friggin' uh, when they finish their parade, apparently they have a huge party and it's supposed to be fun as hell. And there was a guy I knew, a friend of a friend I knew who, who was in it, who said he was looking for people to ride. And I was like, well, I'll do it if I can get some friends. And of course, one by one, the friends I knew backed out. So I never rode in. So fuck it. So uh, wait, why did you need friends? Because it's lame to ride alone. Well, you couldn't have made friends with the other guys on the float? I mean, I guess I could have made friends with them, but it'd be kind of weird. Oh, because most people, it's, it's something a lot of people do, you know, with other buddies they already have. You know what I'm saying? I rode on that float in Curacao. I was, on, I was the only white guy in the parade. Yeah, but you weren't going to be in that organization for the rest of your life. Oh, I gotcha. You know, it's like an organization you join, you pay dues. You know, yeah, 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 like yeah, you got to pay like a thousand dollars for dues and then you got to buy throws and all that stuff. It's a commitment. So you kind of want to be in it with people who you, you kind of want to go in and do it with some friends, you know? All right. I follow you. Yeah. I mean, if it's one, if it's a one off riding on a float, yeah, big fucking deal. <laughs> you know? Right, 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 right. Okay. All right. I'm down with that. I'm down. With yeah. That. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you join an organization and you Throughout the year, you do stuff and all that type of stuff. It's, it's like, you know. I'm sure they have some uh, type of charitable component. Like yeah, the guy that breakfast. I knew, I didn't exactly think was the coolest guy in the world to begin with. So I wasn't going to join just on the, just on the weight of hanging out with him. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but if I could have got a couple of my friends to do it, it would have been cool. I even asked Brian. I was like, "Why don't you come and join us?" You know? BP? No. Yeah, I even asked him. You know? And what'd he say? He said, no, he doesn't do vacation in New Orleans. <laughs> he only does vacation in Marblehead or um, wherever they're bringing them to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think he'll go out to places like California for a week and stuff. Hawaii. Comes here, comes here for four days, and that's it. <laughs> He's not listening to this anyway. Uh, so I'm trying to find out who... Uh, Who's the, uh, what would you call him, the Orpheus? Yeah, Orpheus. I'm trying to find um, who the who the, the head honcho is this year, but uh, I don't. Yeah, who's it? And Demian that put that Vanderpump woman in the parade. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, I, um, I don't know who that is, but I see that name and i can only imagine that it's horrible i know she's a reality star yeah all right one of those real housewives things oh it's awful man it's awful um, it's awful but um let's see i mean they they should all have a website yeah orpheus has has the website i just don't uh when i went to um bacchus they had just they had a gallery of all of the of all the Bacchus, yeah, but yeah. Orpheus doesn't look like it. And what's the other one? Yeah, claimed out on Harry Conn Jr. Um, the uh, Demian. And Demian was one my uncle used to ride in back in the day, so that was really fun. We'd go down there and he'd give us a. Uh, my great uncle lived not far from the route. And he was an old man, and he'd go fight people, you know, the crowds to get the crap for us, you know. <laughs> My uncle would give us like a big-ass garbage bag full of shit, you know. <laughs> Keeping it real. Which was awesome when you were like nine or ten, you know. Right. You know what I don't like about the crew of Orpheus's website? They have memorabilia spelt wrong. on the- <laughs> <laughs> They got a typo. It says memorabilia. Uh, okay, so I got a list here. New Orleans Online, I guess, has all the crews. Uh, and there's a bunch. There's, there's probably like two, two dozen crews. Here, I'll show you. I'll send you to a... Rex, Zulu, Orpheus. Rex is... A real, is Rex is... That's the king of carnival, Rex. And when's that parade? That's Mardi Gras. That's the Mardi Gras parade. Yes. Got it. That is, um, Zulu comes before it. I haven't made it to Rex in a few years, but because last year I went down to Zulu with my, um, with my brother-in-law and the niece. I think my sister was there with us too last year. Yeah, I guess she was. And Zulu goes back. It eventually gets out on the on the route on St. Charles, like every other parade, but it, it still goes through like the old neighborhoods, like the old black neighborhoods. Oh, that's where you get the good coconuts. Yeah. 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 So, but the thing is where we go, you know, it's, it's back in those neighborhoods, you know, it's, so the other parades don't go through there. So when they leave, they just leave the parade anyway. So I just went home after that last year. Plus you got to wake up so damn early to get down there. Right. Last year, it's freezing cold rain too. I didn't want to go to any other parade after that. Plus, I was only like operating on three hours of sleep because I went to the ball the night before, which I didn't get home from till like three in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Um, here, I'm gonna find something. There's a better 
Anola.com. They have a Mardi Gras.com website, which will have all the routes for all the parades for everywhere. Because Jefferson Parish has a bunch of parades, too. Yeah, see? Go to Mardi Gras.com. You there? Almost. Almost. Uh, I'd imagine Almost. this is a very still gone, still gone. Got it. <laughs> I'd imagine this is a very popular website this time of year. Uh, yeah. Okay, MartyGrow.com. Got it. And you got, you can see where's where's the schedule out here. I was looking at the other day. Oh, here, view start times, routes, and crew information. Yeah, this uh, th- see that tells you all the parades that go on every day. Oh, okay. So starting January sixth, tenth, eighteenth. Yeah. 25th. See. I don't know what Joan of Arc is, but I think that was a little one that might have gone through the quarter, you know, through the French quarter, like one of these walking parades. Right. Okay. And the Cub you Scouts know. have a parade. Yeah, yeah. There's a little things, you know. That's Jefferson Parish. Uh, Crew de Vu is the one that I went to. Yeah, that's Crew Delusion. I think that's fairly new. That's just another one of these crazy satirical clubs, you know. Right. See? And you see February 1st, Little Rascals, East Jefferson. That's the little kids parade. Yeah. You know, where the king and queen are like friggin' nine-year-olds and stuff. I never rode in that. It's been around for like 40 years or something now. Cork, that's February 6th. That's a, that was some, that's some parade through the quarter. You know, cork for, because it's wine, you know. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, say Cleopatra, and then Saturday, Orleans is where you're looking at, because that's New Orleans itself. Yeah, Chewbacca's. Yeah, Chewbacca's, that goes to the barony. It's like a, I guess they do have little floats and stuff. When they first started, which was probably like five or six years ago, they were just behind Bacchus itself. Now they go through a different part of town, like the Marigny, and uh, I think he's been there before, but he was definitely there this year. In the parade, Peter Mayhew. Oh, okay. Do you know yeah, who yeah. Peter Mayhew is? Yeah. He's the man. Uh, he was scheduled to return to the parade in 2015. Yes. The man who played Chewbacca. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's all like sci fi nerd stuff, you know? And Andy Richter was in that parade too this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess he's doing a. Andy Richter will be filming his Chewbacca experience for Conan. Yeah, apparently he was, I think he was on Conan last night talking about it or something. It's <laughs> uh, a good. Uh, it's a good rundown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this T Rex is like little. It's. I think it's just like little floats and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like little people. No, no, like little. <laughs> like just like. Go to the website. I think that's what it is. It just started a few years ago. T Rex, like oh. petite. Oh, T Rex. Oh, got it. Okay. T. T. That, it's pronounced T. Like, <laughs> let's see. We suddenly surprised me for Embro. Oh, yeah. I think they got in a fight with the Rex people itself. Uh, the you mini know? crew features tiny toy sized floats pulled by crew yeah. members in formal dress, handing out miniature throws. Yeah. It's only the seventh <laughs> annual. Yep, they. I think Rex got into it with them over the name. You know, oh, it's territorial, man. That's big business. Yeah, but um, 
the funny you see how it's called T Rex, like with Cajuns and shit. Like if like if you if you were a Cajun Yeah and you had a son, you would you would call him, Oh, that'd be T T Sanders. <laughs> well you know you know Bobby Bear is, right? Yeah, yeah. Well his son played football at LSU. Right. And now he's actually on the same radio station as Bobby Bear. He's a talk radio guy. He likes to be all controversial and stuff since he's all young and everything. But his name is T-Bob. Ah, uh, all right. T-Bob Bear. <laughs> I think they just put, like, the letter T now. But that's what it comes from, okay. Petite. Got it. <laughs> that's why he's T-Bob Bear because his dad's Big Bobby. <laughs> So that's that's a uh, that's a coon ass thing to do, you know. <laughs> so today's uh, the tenth. Nothing's going on. Tomorrow is what Wednesday. Yeah. So Druids and Knicks ride tomorrow. Knicks is a newer parade of all women. I think this might be maybe their fourth year running. Uh, so I might go out there because I know some broads in that parade. Huh. The all-female crew presents the 35 float parade with a satirical theme, which will remain secret until it's time to roll. Throws include decorative purses, decks of cards, doubloons, and more. And uh, it goes right up St. Charles Ave. Yeah, it goes down magazine, too, so that's good. Uh, But they, uh, you know, this crew of muses that probably started, like, in the late 90s, they were the first. They always had women crew, but one thing about women's crews, they were notorious for being chinky. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they really were. Uh, I mean, the reason being, I think, is because usually they were still, you know, old school. It was husband's money. Okay. You know, but like this crew of muses started like in 98, maybe it might have been or something. But they... They, like, revolutionized the women's crew thing. Like, they were a women's crew, and they actually threw good shit, you know? Okay. And now there's been a rush where all these other women's crews have been created. But Muses started doing, like, their thing is, like, the high heel, the shoe, you know? Right, the coveted throws are the elaborate hand-decorated shoe. Yeah, so now, like, these other parades, like Nick's, you know, started a few years ago. So they had to come up with their signature throw, which is a... Bejeweled purses, you know? So it's like everybody's trying to come up with, like, their own thing. That sounds expensive. What? The, the throws? Well, they usually go get, like... Well, I mean, throws are kind of expensive as it is. Yeah. But usually, I mean, they're going and picking up shoes from, like, uh Salvation Army uh, store. Oh, okay. They're not throwing, yeah. like, uh designer. No, I mean, unless it's an old beat-up designer one, probably. But I think they're just getting... I assume that's what they're doing. One year I got a shoe because I knew a girl in the parade. That was, what year is that? 2012. And at the time I was with a girl, so I got the shoe for her. But it wasn't anything glamorous. It was a weird, like, platform-looking shoe or something. Or, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Some are better than others. <laughs> the funny thing is, this is the funny thing, I think, about this carnival shit. <laughs> if you go to a, a standard parade, you know, all male or co-ed or whatever, mm-hmm. generally they give stuff to the women, you know, at the parades or something. Right. 
you go to the female parade. Unless you know somebody, they're giving the shoes to the girls still. You know, you figure it's a female parade to be rewarding the men. Right. You know? It's like, no. The women get rewarded by the men because that's how men are. And the women get rewarded by the women because that's how women are. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's Uh, fucked up. It is fucked up. (laughs) It is fucked up. Although I really, all I really want, which Muses does throw, which is all I really care about, and they throw lots of them, koozies. Oh, okay. About probably nine years ago or so, parades start throwing koozies. So I'm always happy to get a koozie. So that's why I ask for it every, I have like a hundred damn koozies, man. (laughs) What? uh, Let's see here. Because for one, a koozie is something you can hold on to it and it has use. Right. Of course, if I had a shoe, I would hold on to it. I don't have a shoe because the only shoe I ever got, I was given to somebody. But I, I hold on. To, I've given away some of the coconuts, but I have most of them still. Um, now, does every, does every parade throw coconuts? No, no, that's a Zulu That's the thing. only a Zulu thing. Yeah, Zulu is coconuts. Okay. That's the prize possession, and it's so damn hard to get a coconut, especially being a white male. But it's not so hard when you go to the area where we watch the parades. <laughs> do because <laughs> I still get like five or six of them down there. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, do people fight over them? People will fight over them, but years ago they used to throw them, and somebody fought a lawsuit, and then they passed a rule that they couldn't throw them anymore. You know? So what do they do? They got to hand them down oh, to Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they're kind of in... Sometimes they'll be like in plastic bags so they can kind of just lob it towards you. Yeah. You know? I had this conversation with the with somebody the other day where I've determined... And, and maybe I haven't determined this. Maybe this is well known and I've just come around to realizing it. But um, we have legislated evolution out of our society yeah yeah because if you're dumb enough to get hit in the face with a coconut you deserve to get hit in the face with a coconut i will say this much though while i think it's stupid they rule against it because some they had to legislate against it because some assholes filing lawsuits and stuff like that dude they got motherfuckers on those floats that are so damn drunk (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that they're... Con- I they're, could see them trying to hurt people with the coconuts. They're contributory. I, 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 yes. You know, I could buy that, sure. Like, they, like trust me, I've I've been at those parades so many times, especially, like, Zulu, you see these dudes, like, so many dudes swinging their bottles of Crown Royal and shit because they love that shit. Right, right. And sometimes some of these motherfuckers are so drunk <laughs> that, like, I wouldn't be surprised at some... You know, because... There's assholes in all walks of life, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, I understand that and I buy it, but I, I then double down. I'm, I'm, I'm a Darwinist. I, yeah. I double down and say, you know what? Evolution's going to take care of that guy as well. It'll, yeah, it's yeah. going to take a while. <laughs> yep. And you know what? Some innocent bystanders might get hurt, but listen, that's evolution. Yeah. That's social evolution, well, it's just as deadly as evolution. Yeah, I mean, the problem is 
friggin', you know, you get the insurers not wanting to insure. You know, that's the real issue. Yeah. That's what it really comes down to. It's like, oh, you better not allow it or else you're not going to be able to get insurance. Fuck insurance. Yeah, yeah, fuck insurance, <laughs> right? <laughs> so let's see what else has gone on here. <sighs> so, so then February, Thursday, there's Babylon, Chaos, and Muses. So those are good. Friday, there's Hermes, Deta, Crew Deta. Oh, that's Crudita. Okay. Crudita <laughs> is a pretty good one. Uh, they they don't have a they don't have a a king. They have like a dictator. You know. Right. <laughs> you know, it's all like uh, it. It's a pretty damn good parade. You know, it has great floats because it's if you're really into like uh, all that. You know, satirical, sardonic type of stuff. It's a really good parade to go to. Uh, Highlights include the Budweiser Clydesdales. Yeah. See, when I was little, my mom used to always take us to go see the... like Because they come down here for the parade season. So they'll keep them somewhere like in the lower guard district. She used to take us down here to see them, you know? Because they're in so many parades, the Clydesdales. Right. And usually they throw like a doubloon or something, the Clydesdales. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the Clydesdales are cool, man. The Budweiser Clydesdales. Yeah, I've seen them. They're they are. They're, they're yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's that is a really cool part of Mardi Gras. Yeah. And they um they march in a in a bunch of different parades? Yeah, they're in a lot of parades. I mean I know they're in Dita, but yeah, they they've probably been in town since, I'm sure they've been in town since before last week. Because they come down, they and they stay down here on, throughout the season. Okay, you know, and then they go back once carnival's over. All right, so that is. Oh, when is that? The sixteenth. That's the thirteenth. That's Friday. And then Saturday, see, they got Iris Tux left Katie. I don't even know what that is, but Iris and Tux are uptown, but Endymion's in Mid City. I'm probably not going to make. Well, Iris, I might have to try to make it out there because I have a friend that rides in that parade. But then I'll have to make it back and head to Mid-City for Endymion because a friend of mine's having a party at her house. I said I would make it there this year because I'd never make it. Would she live along the parade route? She lives She lives a few blocks away from the parade route. Okay. You know? She lives... The high school I went to was at Banks and Carrollton. She lives on Banks on the other side. So, And that's probably like probably like three or four blocks down from where the parade passes. All right, cool. Yeah, but this girl Vandegrift rides in Iris, so. Um, see, there's the Baton Rouge Parade, Spanish Town. That's that's their big thing up there. <laughs> Baton Rouge. Uh, that was great. Yeah. Uh. See, like Sunday 15th, there's a crew of Mid-City. It's called a crew of Mid-City because it used to go through Mid-City. Okay. Rides Uptown. <laughs> <laughs> crew of Mid-City, but, still go, but it goes through Uptown. But see, like, the crew of Mid-City, like, that's what a lot of these parades, like, that's an old parade. Let's see what year it starts. It was started by people that, like, business people in Mid-City to give, like, promotion to their area. Okay. 
you know, just like just like these football bowl games and stuff. You know, you know, stuff like the Sugar Bowl was started by local businessmen or whatever to give attention to New Orleans. You know, Mid City was started to give attention to Mid City, but now it doesn't even. Now it runs through uptown, has nothing to do with Mid City, which is kind of lame. Right. It's really lame. Yeah, that is know? really lame. So, I mean, what year was it started? I'm on their website. Some of these people have better websites than others. The fifth oldest continuing. Oh, it was found in 1933. Yeah, that's an old friggin' parade. So. But there you go. Uh, what else you got? What else? What else? What else? And then Monday is Lundy Gras, and that's when Orpheus, Proteus, which is one of the old... That's that's a really old crew in Orpheus. See, you want to hear a little history about New Orleans Mardi Gras? Yeah, of course, man. This is a Mardi Gras episode. Back in the early 90s, you know, you had all these crews that rolled through, and they're all private organizations. And so, of course, you had a lot of crews that were, you know, um, that only allowed white people in them. Okay. You know, and pretty much... The white people they allowed in them were rich white people. Like, I could never be in them. Right. You know? But they had this city councilwoman, Dorothy Mae Taylor, that raised a stink and basically passed through a rule saying that you couldn't be in New Orleans. You couldn't, your parade couldn't be permitted to run through the streets of New Orleans unless you agreed to open up your membership to. To anybody, you know? Okay. And these three old parades, Momus, Proteus, and Comus, were like, we can't do that, you know? We're old and secretive. We're not just opening it up to anybody, you know? They're like, those parades, like, you need to be, like, asked to join them, those crews, you know? Right, right. They they weren't so much as, as saying that we're against integrating. They're just saying... We just don't know anybody that we would invite that would fulfill the They're integration. It's up to us to invite whoever we want to invite, and you're not going to tell us who we're right, going to invite. Right, right, right. And they're secretive organizations, too, you know? So who is this? Like, well, you can't, but you're using the city streets, so we're not going to allow you to use the city streets if you're discriminating. So Comus, which used to ride in the evening on Mardi Gras, which was the last parade to run, just... Comus and Momus quit running. Proteus quit running, but then Proteus came back, you know, maybe like 12 year, 12, 13 years ago or something, Proteus start rolling again. Because I guess they said, hey, we'll get some black people in here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the other two, uh, are they still clubs? I think I've, Momus, I'm sure, still a club, but Comus definitely is. Because every year still... This is an old tradition because these are the two oldest, two of the oldest crews. Proteus and Momus uh, were very old too, dating back to the 1800s. But Momus, I mean, Comus and Rex, that's always how Mardi Gras ends the meeting of the courts of Rex and Comus. But this is the thing Rex is very wealthy people, and Comus is very wealthy people. But Rex, they always announce like the day before, the day before whatever. Before Mardi Gras, they announce who, who Rex is going to be. And they do a big profile on him in the paper. 
you know, it's usually some big local businessman, a guy who's been in the club, you know? Okay. Like, it's not just a random, they're not picking Will Ferrell. Like, you have to be in Rex. Right. You know, it's an old, it's an old money organization, you know? And, but Comus, that's a secret. You never know who Comus is. Like, they, they show it on TV at night, too. On Mardi Gras night, they show the meeting of the courts. It's this big pomp and circumstances. And the Comus guy always has a mask on, you know, whereas Rex, he, you know, they paint on like a beard and stuff, you know, like, like he's, he's dressed like that, but Comus wears a plastic mask and you never know who Comus is. It's a big secret. You can't, you can't tell anybody you're Comus. No one can ever know. No one ever knows except the members of Comus who Comus is. Okay. All right. Yeah. it's, It's, it's super. And those people like, those are like your, uh, you know, your super old money. <laughs> and that's what I thought was so funny about forcing through all this integration stuff. Because it's not like any regular person could join these parades anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. It wasn't like by virtue of me being white, I had any better chance of getting in that parade than some black guy did. <laughs> so so here's the uh I got a picture of the Rex ball and it, it's like a legitimate ball. Yeah, yeah, their shit's very hoity toity. So the Rex ball brings Mardi Gras to glittering conclusion combining music, traditional pageantry, processions, marches and dancing. In recent years the Rex ball has been held in the New Orleans Sheraton Hotel and the Comus ball has been held across Canal Street at the Marriott Hotel. The meeting of the two courts is the highlight of the evening. The Rex Ball and the meeting of the courts are televised live on WYES. Yeah, PBS station. Yeah. Beginning at 730. Uh, yes, and the guy's announcing it. You know, it's like a dude. I think I think it's a dude and his wife. A, that Errol it. and Peggy Scott Laborde. Yeah, Errol and Peggy Scott Laborde. And they're like <laughs> dressed up all... You know, he's in his tuxedo and she's in the evening gown. <laughs> so, um, so the, where did it go here? On the Comus ball. So, so Comus, um, they still have their events. They just don't run a parade. They don't parade because they're like, we're not going to parade. We're not going to do that. We're not going to open up our organization. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I, Okay. They were known for being really, really chinky, the Comus people. My mom always talks about that. You know, What's that, crappy crappy stuff? They'd throw crappy stuff, but they wouldn't throw much of it anyway. Okay. Because, you know, they're, they're all like Montgomery Burns people, you know? Right. <laughs> so the Comus Club is um, is a national club? It's a local club. I mean, I think you don't need to live here to be in it. But you kind of got to need to be born into it, basically. Oh, well, there's a Comus ball in New York. Interesting. Uh, so Comus. So when I Google Comus, um, I get oh, there's a bunch of shit. But okay, there's a Comus crew. The crew of Comus is who you're looking the for. The Mystic Crew of Comus. Yes. All right, got it. Um, but there's some other organizations. Comus must mean something. Well, because it's from Greek mythology. Oh, okay, I got it. 
Got it. Yeah. yeah. Democrat Dorothy May Taylor passed an ordinance that required social organizations, including Mardi Gras crew, to certify publicly that they did not discriminate on the basis of race, religion, gender, disability, or sexual orientation in order to obtain parade permits. Uh, the Comus organization withdrew from parading rather than identify its members. Oh, yeah. so... Okay, so there, there's the, the, the real rub was that they you had to have disclosure yeah, to that's, show yeah, that you exactly. met. They were like... Okay, got it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because they were secretive. Right, They're like, right, right. we're not even going to tell you who's in our club. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yep. All right, well, good for them. So they, yeah. I'm, all for, I'm all for private clubs. But they are super waspy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, but you know what? Stolen in 1857. That's crazy. When? They started in 1857? 1857 was the first time they rolled the first parade. That's crazy, man. That's pre-Civil War. Um, oh, but get this. I mean, I'm sure you know this, but this is a nice footnote to the story. Two federal courts later declared the ordinance was unconstitutional and an unwarranted intrusion into the privacy of the group subject to the ordinance. The decision of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals appears at volume 42, page 1483 of the Federal Reporter, Third Series, or 42, Federal Third, 1483, Fifth Circuit, 1995. The Supreme Court refused to hear the city's appeal. Despite this, the crew has not returned to the streets to parade. Yeah. So, that, so basically they said... Fuck you and the horse that got overturned on appeal. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. But I think the problem is they they were kind of, they still didn't want to go out there because now you're subject to, you know what I'm saying? You're subject to the ranters. Right. You stood up as, as uh, holding true to your antiquated system. Yeah. You can't you can't come back from that. I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, that's the problem. While they can't enforce it, it doesn't mean you're not gonna have to put up with bullshit. Right. Right. You know, just like what was it the um, what's it the 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 Masters the club out there? What is the club? Uh, Augusta National. National. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though the, nobody could force them to admit women, eventually they did because they just got sick of the. The bullshit, <laughs> you know. You know the protest, right? And all it was funny. I was watching the last couple of years. My dad's become a huge golf fan, and um, you know, I, I've, I've I've chronicled my um, my love hate uh, relationship with golf over the last couple of years as I've you know yeah. gone to play with him, especially this past summer. Um, and we were kind of sitting around, and they they did that first masters commercial you know cbs and yeah. uh it was something like um it, it, it's like a, a voiceover inviting you to you know to come out to the masters it's that you know real uh real genteel um you know kind of sophisticated voiceover and they're you know they're kind of panning the the course and whatnot and they're like um you're cordially invited to Augusta National for the Masters, 
you know? And, yeah. And I said, unless you're black or a woman. And uh, <laughs> and my dad got all up in arms, you know, like I he guess he feels like as a golfer, he's he needs to be the fender of the masters. And he's like, uh, it's just golf. It's just, I just want to watch the golf. That's a, a, Wait, it's just the golf. You know, it's funny about that tonight. When I was watching the LSU Kentucky game, which LSU blew. <laughs> oh, I saw they were up by like seven at one point with like seven. Yeah, they, they made a big comeback and they end up going up by six. And then they were up by a cup. They were up by a point. Then Kentucky went up by two, and they had a couple of chances to to tie or go ahead at the end of the game, and they ended up losing by two. But um, a crawl was going across the screen. The Royal and Ancient Club at St Andrews in Scotland admitted they announced the first seven honorary females they were admitting because they just decided to start admitting females. <laughs> Where is that? St. And, Andrews? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Royal and Ancient Club. It was on the crawl tonight. And I don't know if they got a lot of protest or whatever, but they must have got some. But who was two of the people they were admitting were champions. What's her name? Dave Laura Davies, maybe, or something. And Annika Sorenstam. That's two of the seven women they were letting in. All right. All right. Two of the most accomplished women golfers yeah, in the history yeah. of golf. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's crazy. That's like that's uh, like um, admitting Neil Armstrong to the Astronauts Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, like no brainer. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, way to go on a limb there, guys. Women, you might as well admit women that are accomplished in the sport that your club does. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. The funny thing is when they when. When Augusta National, you know, first they allowed black people in. Then they had to let women in. So who was one of the first women they, they admitted? Uh, Condoleezza Rice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get it? <laughs> you know, catch them on all ends there, you know? Condoleezza. <laughs> uh, well, then on that note, man, I think that is... Uh... That is the perfect conclusion to our Mardi Gras themed episode. Unless you have something else. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. I mean, there's nothing we really need to get into right now. No, that's it, man. That's it. Telling that dude. The what? (laughs) Did you hear that shit with Jim Bayon? After the Pittsburgh game, guy asked yes. him what to talk about. And he's like, no, because he's not supposed to talk about the investigation. And he says something else. And he's like, let me get back to that. He's like, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about our program or something. Yeah, News Magician had a like a nice little like uh, um, lead-in and then analysis of it. Like He, he yeah. gives him that like thousand-yard stare. And then he smiles, and then he, you know, and then he comes back to the question. It was, it was classic Beheim. It was, it was good. Yeah, and allegedly he called into the radio station that that guy was doing a talk show on to apologize, which is today one of the guys that writes for Noons was talking about how weird that is, and it's, and I think it is weird. For one, that guy was a dick. Like he was doing that just so he could write this shitty story about Beheim, which he did. Right. You know, he like, oh, he's a dickhead, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't know. It's like, yes, the guy's been there 39 years or whatever. Ah, he's hired in 1976. That's when he took over as head coach. You know, when I was like 
two months old. You know, right. <laughs> you know, like. And then today I was reading about what what the likely violations are going to be. In their thing on Syracuse.com, it's like because they know who went to these hearings. In the shit we're getting that we're gonna that we're gonna get punished for is such minor bullshit. I mean, have you read about it at all? No, because I still can't get over the fact that UNC um, has was able to cheat had and get away with it. Nothing done to them, and yeah. like in this weekend with the passing of Dean Smith, you know, they're they're front and center. Yeah, you know, and no one says boo. Yeah, so I mean, it's just like. If you read the stuff they're going after him for, it is minor stuff. And apparently, who is it? I think it was Seth Davis that was on TV the other day. On uh, yeah, it must have been Saturday. Yeah, doing the CBS stuff, and uh, he was saying the reason that it only came out now was because it's been real contentious between Syracuse and the NCAA. Okay. Because all of this was initiated by Syracuse. You know, what? they're the ones who initiate the investigation. Okay. You know, and and they were pissed it's taking this long, and then there were issues they were appealing, but they couldn't do anything until the appeals were were exhausted, which only happened last week. Which is why they announced the self imposed ban last week. Got it. You know, but the other thing was, one thing they're coming down on us for is the drug policy thing. And now here's the bullshit about the NCAA. NCAA doesn't have its own drug policy. NCAA doesn't force you to have a drug policy. But if your school has a drug policy and you violate the drug policy, you get in trouble for it. Yeah, it's the most hypocritical. How fucking hypocritical is that bullshit? It is the most hypocritical, corrupt organization outside of FIFA and the International Olympic Committee. And then, yeah. then comes the NCAA. It, ridiculous, yeah, I mean, man. that's complete friggin' horseshit. You know, like, what are we going to tell them? No, we're not going to... Uh, we should just say, fuck it. We're not going to test athletes for marijuana. Because that's what it's about. Yeah. Fucking fat mellow and whomever smoking pot. And then, of course, the academic shit involves fat mellow. All right. You know, because Jim Bayheim even admitted so much in that book to McCallum. And then the other thing is, like, one of the people that was asked this thing was the guy that runs the Oneida YMCA. And I told you about the YMCA yes. bullshit. Yes. And it's another guy that was at the YMCA who, if there's anything involving money, it's going to involve that guy. And there, and it has any, and no one's even sure whether that guy paid them for legitimate work or was just giving them money. So it's like. It's not even, like, so it's completely petty shit, you know? Like, only one aspect of it might involve money. It might not even really be anything significant. It's such horse shit. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, you man. I'll run Syracuse's name through my, oh, yes, they're a crooked renegade program. I, I, I know that it's, it's um, it, there's a bunch of stuff in there. You just... You you hit on at least three or four different topics, but uh, Fab Mello is like the herpes of Syracuse athletics. 
Yeah. Like nothing yeah. good came of him. He won't go away and he's just wreaking havoc years after we were first exposed to him. Yep. And the other guy is uh what's his name? <laughs> oh man. Athlete was James Sutherland might have been involved somehow too. Yeah. With some bullshit. Because you remember he had his issues. I Sutherland. do. I do. But I liked, at least I liked No, Sutherland. I liked him, but he had some issues, though, too, yeah. with some academic issues. And I just want to get on this little screen a bit since the game was against Pittsburgh. I know you, you only saw the second half. Yeah. But, okay, this is why I want to bitch about right? because I bitch about it all the time. Pittsburgh's style of play is fouling, fouling you the whole time. Right. But they can't call a foul on you the whole time or the game would never end. Right, right. It's like you, uh, know? you can't call. You can call holding on every play in the yeah. NFL. So this is in the first couple of minutes of the game. Something happens. Uh, they called a foul on us. And yet friggin' Rakeem Christmas had a bloody nose and no foul was called on the same play. <laughs> You know, was it against Pitt that um, that uh, CJ Fair got the gash opened up against uh, on his face? And no, I think that was in Hawaii. That, that oh happened. yeah 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 yeah, you're right. Yeah, the Maui Classic. That, you're right. That, that. Yeah, but it was, but it was like it's like how are you calling a foul on our guy on this play when our freaking guy just got whacked in the nose so much to the point that he's bleeding? You know. Yeah. Um. It was on the same play, like in the same area. And it's like at the very beginning of the game, it's like, oh, this is this is the way this game's going to be called. I went and took a shower at halftime. I come out, and there was like 13 minutes something left in the second half, and Pitt was already in the bonus. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck did we already have seven falls called on us? It, it, it infuriates me because they can do the same shit over and over, but because we're not a team that fouls, we get called for every little fucking thing. And that's that was the thing. Like, Christmas had four fouls on him. It's like he was getting friggin' double team beat up the whole time. How the fuck is he the one with four fouls on him? Right. You know, that's what they were doing. They were manning up on him and friggin' beating the hell out of him. Yet he was getting called for fouls. It's, it blows me away. Ugh. It's a good th- that's why I put a... A, a regular season ban on myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It's hard, but you know, I mean, it just pisses me off because we're a better team than Pitt. We just don't have the friggin' horses right now. Yeah. You know, it's like we put our top five against Pitt's top five. We beat them. You know, but then the problem is three of our top five has to play for thirty-eight minutes. Plus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right well uh i got that out of my all system all right then on that note with apologies right. to girk's brother we'll see you guys next week Hi, fredo happy mardi gras live yes happy mardi gras to you fuck you too <laughs> remember coming to america <laughs> fuck you fuck you too you <laughs> <laughs> uh.